And I'm joined now by RNZ reporter Kim Modi. Kia ora, Kim. A2 Milk has seen a jump in profits. Kia ora, Charlotte. Yes, strong growth in specialty dairy company A2 Milk's Chinese market has lifted its profit, but it's warning of a slowdown next year. It's reported a 26% rise in profit to $155.6 million, with revenue up 10% after sales in the company's China and Asian markets climbed nearly 40%. Chief Executive David Bortolusi says it was a strong result given the core infant milk formula market in China declined by 14%. However, he says this year's outlook is for single-digit revenue growth amid worsening economic conditions. We expect FY24 to become more challenging with a further double-digit decline in value in the China IMF market. This is mainly due to, firstly, volume declines due to the rolling impact of fewer newborns in recent years on later-stage IMF products and a lower number of newborns expected this calendar year due to the lag impact of COVID-19 prior to an expected increase in the 2024 calendar year. And secondly, lower ASCs due to the market-wide transition from old to new GB product, excess manufacturing capacity and challenging macroeconomic conditions. David Bortolusi says its Chinese-labelled infant milk formula exceeded its English sales for the first time. You'll hear more on A2's result in the rural news just after the 12.30 headlines. Electricity generator and retailer Mercury Energy has reported a lower profit after last year's bottom line was boosted by the sale of its Tilt Renewables shareholding. Its net profit for the year ended June was $103 million compared to $469 million a year ago, while revenue rose 25% to $2.73 billion. Now, taking out the one-off factors, its underlying profit was $841 million, above the company's forecast and market expectations. Chief Executive Vince Hawksworth says the result was driven by record generation and its recent investments in buying trust. Power's retail arm and the broadband company now end now NZ. Hydrology driving record production, nine terawatt hours, a new wind farm fully commissioned um, at Turatia, also adding um, to that result. Uh, but of course, um, hydrology was a was a record at 5.2 terawatt hours. So a, a really uh, pleasing year backed by scale of production. Now the company's 2024 underlying earnings guidance is $835 million. Steel and Buildings Products Company Steel and Tubes full-year profit has nearly halved in the face of a slowing construction sector and higher costs. Net profit was $17 million in the year ended June. It's at the top end of its forecast from $30 million the year before, with revenue down slightly at just over $589 million. Chief Executive Mark Malpass says it is a solid result with no bank debt and a positive cash balance despite a down turn in the economy. Elevated steel pricing softened in the second half of the financial year, although pricing remains above pre-COVID levels. However, fuel compliance costs are on the rise and we expect to see further increases in the financial year 2024. During the year, we saw consumer spending come under pressure. Commercial construction remains stable and manufacturing has held up well, although it did cool in the second half of the financial year. Infrastructure investments continues to strengthen after a long period of low investment.
Mark Malpass says Steel and Tube is optimistic that 2023 represents the bottom of the cycle. He anticipates some improvement from early 2024. Information management and courier company Freightways Group has reported a higher profit with growth in the Australian business offsetting weakness in New Zealand. It's posted a 7% lift in profit of $75.3 million for the year ended. New Zealand revenue, including the post-haste and New Zealand courier parcel operations and big chill refrigerated trucks, rose 6% in the face of higher costs. But the real growth was from the acquisition of Allied Express in Australia last year, which more than doubled earnings there. Chief Executive Mark Trohier says Australia offers the company's best growth, pro- gross, gro- the company's best growth prospects. I think it does for a number of reasons. So, um, yeah, one, the economy um, is, is a far, far bigger economy. The the express market in Australia is probably eight times bigger than New Zealand. So it's not just a function of population, but it's population and distance and pricing. Um, there's opportunities for mergers and acquisitions. Uh, it's a pretty fragmented market. So I think, you know, there's a number of opportunities where there are businesses that potentially we could add to Allied Express and, and grow more quickly. Um, and there's probably not the same range of opportunities in New Zealand. Freightways plans a secondary listing on the Australian Stock Exchange. It's also under investigation by the Commerce Commission. But Mark Troher says he can't give any details other than that it's not expected to have any material, operational or financial impact. The telecommunications lines company Chorus has reported a big drop in net profit, while revenue is little changed. Net profit fell 61% to $25 million in the year ended June, with revenue up just over 1.5% to $980 million. The company says the bottom line reflects increasing interest rates and higher depreciation costs as it shuts down the copper network in fibre areas. It's forecasting an underlying profit in the range of 680 and 700 million. That compares with 682 million in the year just ended. And the country's biggest fuel retailer, Z Energy, has posted half-year pre-tax earnings of nearly 123 million Australian dollars. That's about 133 million New Zealand. The company was taken over by the Australian Ampol Group last year. There are no directly comparable numbers. However, Ampol says the benefits of simplifying the business and improving profits have been achieved and market share increased, with Z no longer part of the National Fuel Infrastructure Agreement. Say Z Energy has performed strongly despite the bad weather. Fuel sales volumes were up 23% on the year prior, particularly for jet fuel. The country's largest insurer, IAG, has seen a big drop in profit following the effects of severe weather in the North Island. It's reported a full-year profit of 44 million Australian dollars, that's about 48 million New Zealand dollars, down 80% on last year. The Australian company's New Zealand brands include State, NZI and AMI. It reported a large rise in, the, in claims expenses with the, with the Auckland floods and Cyclone Gabrielle, costing it about $307 million. IAG says claims from extreme weather were three times higher compared to last year, and the two North Island disasters resulted in about 50,000 claims. 
Right, let's see how the New Zealand market has responded to that flurry of results. We're joined by Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth. Kia ora, Harry. What is the market doing after all of this? Kia ora, Kim. Yeah, so pretty busy down the market so far. And so we're down uh, 0.85%, so that is 11,512. Um, obviously, those those big results there, A2 Milk being the main one, so that's down 10.8% to... Uh, $4.77. So the market was pretty disappointed with that, particularly in the outlook um, as that Chinese infant formula market uh, continues to shrink. Uh, The other names there, Mercury again, slight disappointment on the forecast. That was uh, below expectations. So uh, Mercury down 1.8% to $6.47. Uh, Chorus as well, down 2.7% to $8.15. Steel and tube, that's flat on the day, so that's still at $1.25. And the other name you mentioned there, Freightways, so that's down uh, two-thirds of a percent to $8.23. Right, and heading to Australia, you said there was an announcement from Westpac. Yeah, so Westpac gave its Q3 update, um, just basically a headline figure for, for net profit of $1.8 billion. Um, looking at the market as a whole, it's down uh, 11 points to 7137 A uh, couple of the other names in there, IAG, so that's down 1.8% to $5.74, and Ampol that owns Z, uh, that is up nearly 2% to $33.20. Right, and our dollar has been a bit weak of late. How's it trading today? Yeah, it continues in the same range. So against the US at 59.3, against the Aussie at 92.40, uh, against the pound 46.50, and against the euro uh, 54.50 with the trade weighted index 69.80. And that just leaves interest rates, oil and gold. So the three-month bank bill of 5.68, 10-year uh, government bond uh, is not looking correct at the moment, so apologies for that. Uh, Brent crude at $84.70 and spot gold price of 1890 Kia ora, Harry. That's Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth, and we'll bring you the latest business news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. For now, Charlotte, that's business. Thank you very much, Kim Moody.